0: In episode 24, Coach Carl continues his discussion on FIFA Rule Number 5, the referee, and he begins his explanation of the referee's hand signals and what they mean. Play ball! Child-centered, pressure-free, youth soccer coaching, Coach Carl. Discover how to take the stress out of coaching so it's fun for the coach and the kids.
1: Visit coachingyouthsoccer.com and get free weekly youth soccer coaching tips. Improve your coaching skills and blast the ball into the net with Coach Carl's quick, fun, and useful tips. Plus, you'll get a special bonus if you subscribe now. Coach Carl's must-have report, How to Hold a Successful Youth Soccer Practice. Visit coachingyouthsoccer.com today. And now, here's Coach Carl.
0: So a good referee, as mentioned, would use their voice to communicate and maintain friendly but firm contact with the players. As said earlier, the young players more explanatory, with the older players more disciplinary. I mentioned earlier that the referee enforces the laws by using the whistle. The whistle to begin play, and the whistle to stop play. Now good referees are very firm on their whistle which doesn't mean necessarily that they're being um, demanding. What they want is to make sure that they're firm. The whistle does mean what they are trying to point out and it means that the play should stop or the play should start. It's as simple as that. The referee enforces play with hand signals. Now this is quite simple to understand because the hand signals are pretty obvious. One hand signal is the direct free kick. Now what we mean by a direct free kick means that the player has caused an infraction where the opposing team can kick the ball directly into the goal for a score. One more time let me go through that a direct free kick foul that would be one of the major fouls that I'll give to you in a few minutes a direct free kick foul means from the spot of the infraction we can score a goal directly just by one kick the way that the referee indicates that it's a direct free kick foul or a serious infringement of the law it would be to point straight at the goal so if you look at the referee they've blown their whistle you look at the referee and if you see them pointing straight at the goal it means that your player can kick the ball right past that goalkeeper for a goal. The other indicator is an indirect free kick. Now if we take a look at the word indirect it starts with an I. So watch the referee again. They'll blow their whistle and once you look at them and if you see their arm over their head in other words they formed a great big letter I it means it's an indirect free kick at goal now indirect free kick is just a little bit different than a direct free kick indirect means that two players two players must touch the ball before you can score a goal now this is a little bit more difficult so please listen carefully two players means not necessarily off the same team. It could be even the opposing team. So let's take as an example. I am the kicker. You are the goalkeeper. We look at the referee who's standing there in that nice big letter I. The hand is over their head. That means it's an indirect free kick. I kick the ball, but you decide as a goalkeeper to try and catch the ball. It hits you in the hand, and goes into the goal. I touched it, you touched it, that means two players touch that ball and it's a goal. It's a legitimate score. Let's turn that around for a split second. You're still the goalkeeper, I'm still the kicker, the referee standing in their letter I. I kick the ball but you let it go by and it goes directly into the net. What's the result? You're absolutely right. It's not a goal because two players did not touch the ball. Now in most cases you will find in an indirect free kick that players on the same team cooperate. In other words, what will happen is you'll see one player putting the ball into play and in most cases they'll push it a little bit forward, a little bit to the side, but they'll do some kind of a touching and moving the ball. Then the second player comes in, and usually these things are called set plays, and we practice these where we do specific things in certain areas so that two players touch that ball. We try to fake out the opponent uh, into thinking that we're doing one thing while we're doing another. Probably the best example of an indirect free kick that I ever saw uh, was about 10 years ago, The ball was down. The referee called uh, indirect free kick, stood there with a hand over their head. Three players are around the ball. Two of them ran toward each other and pretended that they ran into each other. And as they fell down, one of the players kicked the ball into play. And at that time, it had to go its own circumference. While everybody was worrying about the two players who ran into each other, the third player kicked the ball, put it in the net, Two players touched it, goal for that particular team. So you can become pretty tricky with your indirect free kicks, where with a direct free kick, we look more a little bit more on the technical side, where we teach players to do what's called banana kicks. That means we go around the wall with a specific type of swerve, and that obviously would be at a higher level of play. So we've got ourselves the hand signals, and one would be for the direct free kick which is pointing by the uh, referee straight at the goal or when the arm goes over the top and that would make the big letter i for an indirect free kick time's up you've been listening to coaching youth soccer with coach carl more child-centered pressure-free youth soccer coaching delivered soon
1: Visit coachingyouthsoccer.com and get free weekly youth soccer coaching tips. Improve your coaching skills and blast the ball into the net with Coach Carl's quick, fun, and useful tips. Plus, you'll get a special bonus if you subscribe now. Coach Carl's must-have report, how to hold a successful youth soccer practice. Visit coachingyouthsoccer.com today.